Welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am Jordan Garcia, one of your hosts, along with... Armando Arvizu here, and I'm choosing life. Oh, I'm yes. choosing the podcast. Yeah, yes you are. And because, choosing film. And that's because today our podcast is sponsored by Danny Boyle's Black Tar Heroin. Your blood is going to boil over. Your blood is going to Danny boil over with excitement once you try this. And if your baby isn't dead by the end of the trip, you get your money back. Please know that these are jokes. <laughs> do not do drugs. We are not sponsored by heroin. The guy would not sell us any. He thought we were cops. Yeah, choose life. Yeah, choose life. Choose life. Choose love. And Mondo, what did you choose today? Well, actually... What do me... we do here on the Criterion Cold Jordan? Yeah, we always before. try to explain that just in case. Uh, this is your first time... Chiming in, what we like to do is we like to talk about a Criterion collection film. And then one of us, Miramondo, will bring a film that we believe belongs into the collection. And we'll sort of go back and forth, talk about them, vote it in or out. And today, Mondo chose uh, Heroin. Yeah, I'm choosing uh, Danny Boyle's 1998 Indie Darling. Put him on the map, train spotting. But what I'm bringing to the quote to be inducted into uh the criterion collection is t2 train spotting 2 the <laughs> lust for life version <laughs> oh not not james cameron's t2 oh no 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 not not that judgment no, day not the, oh that should have been the they should have yeah. just added judgment day to it yeah they should have it's yeah. the same thing oh, why not all right so before you tell us a little bit about your picks let's just explain a little bit about train spotting being in the criterion collection oh yes of course so train spotting is was released on Laserdisc. Right. It's not, it never got a DVD or a Blu ray release. But if you follow the Criterion Collection, you've been noticing that a lot more stuff that was just on Laserdisc and not even necessarily DVD has been making it its way back onto Blu ray. Right. Uh, like, what's a good example of Princess that? Bride and uh, the game. Oh, yeah, the game. And, yeah. Yeah. And then also uh, the bunch of stuff that they had, they had like Ghostbusters, Citizen Kane, Blade Runner, <clears throat> Blade Runner, Akira. Akira, Boys in the Hood, oh yeah, Close Encounters, Avita. They had a lot of stuff on Laserdisc, and it's canon. We consider that canon, so it counts. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, what was it? What was the first? The first Laserdisc was Citizen Kane, I think, too. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it might have been two thousand one, but it was either one of those. Uh-huh. But two thousand one is definitely one of them. I don't know the order, but they're all those are good movies either yes. way. And um. So, yeah, so anyone so, who's confused and doesn't see Train Spotting available in Blu-ray or something on yeah. the Criterion Collection, that's it's it's it was a laser disc, but we here consider it canon and part of it and part so of the we Criterion can, Collection. and we compare it it's our goddamn cult and yeah. podcast, we could do whatever we want. And I don't think it's uh it's it's not a reach because like we said they have been releasing stuff that has just been previously released on Oh yeah, just, no, it's on, not a reach. On, on, yeah. on Laserdisc. So. And they, and and I think they're they're Danny Boyle fans. They had yeah, Shallow exactly. Grave. We talked about that in a previous yeah. episode. So tell us some more about Train Spotting. So yeah, Train Spotting if you haven't seen it. Uh Renton deeply immersed in the Edinburgh drug scene tries to clean up and get out, despite the allure of the drugs and influence of his friends. Who's in this? And then, yeah, we got, okay, uh, Mr. Ewan McGregor as Renton, uh, Ewan Berman as Spud, Johnny Lee Miller, Sick Boy, and Kevin, what was his name? McKid. McKid, as sorry, Tommy. as Tommy, and Robert Carlyle as uh, Begbie, and then Kelly McDonald as Diane. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, that's pretty much the same cast for T2, so yeah, just know that. there's like one in. extra character. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Um, and one less character. Yeah, and one less character. Sort of. And uh, just to just to put this out here before we get into it, mm. Irving Welsh. 
play the author. He also oh, yes. uh, he, he plays uh, the drug dealer. Yes, the drug Mikey dealer, Mikey Forrester, who sells him the <clears throat> suppository. Yes, yeah. So in case he was the one who wrote uh, Train Spotting, he wrote the novel, and he wrote obviously the second novel that the T two is based on, and then John Hodge wrote the screenplay for this one, and not the second one. Yeah, frequent collaborator though with Danny Boyle. Um, so right off the bat, Mondo, me and you. We both talked about this when we first saw T2, which we'll obviously talk about later, but it relates to this in terms of after we walked out of T2, we both said, oh, wow, this is way better than than the original train spotting, which is something weird. Okay, so train spotting, I saw it when I was younger, when I was a kid, probably too young, wasn't on that, wasn't on the same level, but just, and even, I don't know, like couldn't think, uh, I don't know, I just maybe just couldn't relate to it, I guess, in some way. And, you weren't hip to it. Yeah, I wasn't hip to it, but I thought I should have been hip to it, and I never understood why. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of movies like that for me as well. Yeah, but yeah. I, I had seen it a couple times even after, like even like in my 20s or whatever, and then after rewatching it for this go-around to do this, the podcast, I was like, oh shit, this movie actually is pretty fucking good. Like, it, like so Shallow Grave, it starts off like a crappy kind of sitcom. Remember, yes. remember how they're interviewing right. all the flat the people for a new flatmate or whatever. Right, it's, it's really, really zany and it's, it's wacky. Sort of, right, and, and the music's very like uh, goofy. You're right; it feels very much like a sitcom. And literally, this train spotting the first one hits the ground running, with Ewan McGregor running and getting almost hit by that car and running away from the cops and stuff. And it like I was surprised at the speed of the film in the beginning where. He's like already trying to get off drugs, like you know, like you know, true, it establishes yeah. all these things, like you know, he's a drug, he's a drug addict, drug addict, like a delinquent, you know, trying to steal, steal money from his parents, steal from stores, everything, you know, just to get money for heroin or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I thought I remember it being a lot slower. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> it, but it moves pretty quickly, you know, like you know, I was. Yeah, it moves a lot quicker. I, yeah, definitely. When we watched it again, I was super surprised. By the styles you you once referred to Danny Boyle style as Euro trash. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah, remember that I in the Shallow yeah. Grave episode. And uh, you know, I, I get what you meant in terms of what was happening in Shallow Grave, especially yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of thought of that as a, what he did in Train Spotting, yeah. where it's just that you know that fast moving through the city, mm-hmm. and it's just like this you know a techno music playing. Yeah. I thought that was Train Spotting. The beginning of Shallow Grave, I thought that's all of Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. But that's not at all. Yeah, that's not the case at all. Yeah, yeah. His style is actually really um, very tight, and it's not as you know loose as it was in Shallow Grave. Here, he is hitting the ground running, as you said, and he's yeah, doing and it really well. Yeah, and there's like great visuals, like already like that. I remember, like uh, when it first came out, that that scene where he jumps in the toilet was like all all over the place. You know, just cre- yeah, that's a great. It scene. was this huge thing, like where he dives in the toilet to get the suppository, and like it's all open, and he's just swimming in this disgusting filthy toilet in this like you know like whatever like really shitty ireland bar right and stuff like that and that happens like within like almost 15 minutes of the movie right like i believe like so. 20 minutes like 20 again like, it moves really fast it, it just it yeah so a lot of stuff just sort of comes at me where you're just like oh yeah this is happening now yeah this happens now we're already here and then the other the other visual too that is always stuck in everyone's mind was the baby climbing on the on the ceiling, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just like so. Yeah, this. I mean, Train Spotting One has like all these great visuals that I I don't know. I just didn't appreciate at the time, or just kind of like uh, just rolled my eyes over about it because I didn't really care for the movie that much, you know? Right. Well, I, I mean, I will say this for myself. 
watching that when I was younger, I really did enjoy it. I really liked it a lot, but it was more about that sort of, oh, that's like a, that heroin chic. I think yeah. that's cool. Like, I want to be as skinny as you, McGregor, and like mm. walk around looking. Everybody. I don't want to maybe do drugs, but I do kind of want to look like that. I certainly don't want to live in a well, drug that was house. The, that was the style at the time, right? But I want to have, but I want to be able to like, you know, run around some city and have some voiceover where I'm like, choose life, choose love, you know, choose your pants or whatever. Like, I, I wanted something uh like that more so than really enjoying what the movie was it was more like the fantasy of like oh that's like really cool you know like oh i've never that's a really cool like lifestyle to have yeah (laughs) and again uh, you know i I didn't think that doing drugs were cool i just thought it it, just the style of it was all cool it was the lore of it all they made it look cool like why wouldn't you when i became the grumpier (laughs) old kind of like angsty older uh man of a certain age man of a certain age i was just sort of like eh I bet you that's just like a kid's movie because I only liked it because I only thought of it in my kid's brain when I first mm-hmm. saw it instead of really liking it for how he films it, the story that, that's there, the characters that are there. And I think that's what T2 yeah, really did. Yeah, and what Renton is going through, you know, what yeah. every kind of 20-something-year-old goes through. It's like this whole story of like trying to get away from your problems and running away and using something to, you know, uh, like trick yourself into getting away from your problems but obviously doing oh, yeah. heroin is the fucking problem you know right and, and we all and, and everyone has something like that and yeah. something might not be as extreme as heroin and for anyone who is dealing with that hopefully you can you know get help yeah. and stuff and do things like yes. that you know but in terms of you know i've never had anything extreme as that i've obviously done drugs never and never anything like that mm-hmm. But it is really, it does sort of feel like that, that you can relate to it, especially as, as you're older and you kind of see these yeah. things. It's not necessarily about drugs. It's about a lot of other things, for yeah. sure. And um, the, but the people you hang out with, right. the things that you're doing. like Yeah, the life that you want to live in terms of like what... You don't know what to do with right. your life, you know? and Or what, parents, is, what is rebellion against these so-called social yeah. norms that you're trying to go against? Yeah. Like, what does that really mean? Like, yeah, what do you need, you know, what are you really doing to rebel against that if you're just some druggie? in some shit house, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and all your friends are dying around you. Like what, what good the are squat you? Squat flat. Yeah, there you go. Squat flat. <laughs> we the made shit, up a new the shit house. <laughs> the, flo- the, shit the shit flat. flat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. That, that, but, that yeah. So it's like this whole thing of something you go through your twenties where you have shitty friends and you want to be with them for some reason, you know, and just hang out and do whatever. Yeah, Begbie's just, a fucking yeah. the worst friend on earth, man. Yeah, big. Yeah, he's like he was the older kid that was held back. Well, we'll find that out later. You know. Yeah, or, yeah. You don't really know that too much. You yeah. don't really know. See, that's the thing. And again, you know, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, but we'll it's get... just, it's hard not to bring them up and compare them because it really is watching this one more so. My the fascination that I have with my my changing of my views of it. Yes. Where I'm just like, oh, I wonder why T two didn't do that. I wonder why two T two made me be like, oh, that one isn't good. This one is good. Yeah. And then watching it again for the podcast, I was like, oh, they're both just really good. Yeah. I don't know why. Really I don't even know why I needed to be like one was better than the other or anything. Yeah. You know? Or it well, it's just because when I saw, well, yeah, when I we I saw T two, I was like, oh shit, that was like a really good movie. Like. I don't even know why I really wanted to see it in the first place. I just yes, I mean, to see well, it. we used to have a uh, a YouTube oh, channel. Oh yes, that's why. Yeah, yeah, we used to do reviews on on YouTube, and so we went to go see it to to do a review of it. Yeah, we saw okay. a screen, of and it. we didn't do a review. We and we didn't. We but, didn't end up doing it. But yeah, Room Six 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 on YouTube. If you guys want to check those horrible <laughs> videos out. Anyway, but on. yeah, so where were we get? Where were we going with this conversation? I was trying to promote some old YouTube channel. <laughs> Uh, so Ewan McGregor's character, he he does kind of finally clean up, and he gets to London and starts, you know, doing real estate, right? Like showing people like flats and houses around London and all that stuff. And his uh, friend, 
uh, Begbie gets in trouble because he he does a robbery with a fake gun some in something. Yes. Yes, and then he knows. Or that it's not loaded. Right. It's a fake gun. Okay. It's yeah. Fake. Yeah. Because he's like, how can you be, be armed robbery if it's fake or whatever, like yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, Begbie Psychopath. ends up finding uh, Renton, and you know, it's like those old like it's that thing where you can't run away from your problems. You have to face them. You know, yeah. and that's what. Train spotting one is all about. It's running away from your problems. You know, it's never facing them. Right. And, no. For and sure. train spotting two is facing them. And yeah, it know. literally, yeah, like you said, when Begbie comes back and he finds Renton, mm-hmm. and he's just living with them and just fucking with them and just eating all his food and drinking all his beer and doing everything while he's not while, and hiding. He can't work and go anywhere, or yeah. do anything. Which is just like you know we talked about before. He's sort of like that cousin that everyone has. Yeah. Um, where you you know he comes around only because he's related to you, or else you would no, nobody would probably hang around with him, and he's just a burden, and yeah. and yeah, so it, it is uh, it is you think that that's where he's gonna face that problem, he's gonna face all that, right? Because that that's when it shows up again, so you think he's gonna have to deal with it. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the first one, yeah. And so he, you know, that you think that's how it's gonna end. And when you're, when I was younger, I did think that's how it ends. I was like, well, that's how you would face it. That's what I would do. You'd have to run away from these fucking nutbags because yeah. they're just gonna like leech off you and do everything they can to make you stick around. You know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it's not. It, it is really just about straight running away. He did not deal with it at all. He just yeah. took the money from all them and ran. Yeah. And then also, not to say that Ewan McGregor's character is a good friend because he gets his friend Tommy into heroin the oh, first course. time. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he and Tommy ends up dying. Well, it depends how you look at it. Right? But I mean, he just. <laughs> But yeah, friend so in like, need is a friend indeed. <laughs> oh well. But a friend with heroin is better. Isn't that the placebo song? Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Sorry, you threw me off with that placebo. <laughs> that placebo. No, grab. You, you were talking about how Ren isn't really a good friend. Yes. So right. Ren isn't either. Like it's not all like, it's not all like oh oh woe is him. You know, like that sucks. He's stuck with these guys. No, he chose these kind of things, and he's running away from it, and still kind of choosing these things. Yeah, which is you also know? good about part two as well, is that it doesn't you know it doesn't make you try to think that still. It yeah. doesn't ever try to give you this uh, expression that he's some good guy. Yeah, or that not he's at even all. gotten good or yeah. something like that. You know, but uh, yeah. So I think we keep jumping around a lot. I don't yeah. know you. You want to just jump around and just go back and forth through it, or should we just go through with? Uh, you think we should keep going on T one. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can kind of wrap it up a little bit on yeah, T1 because, sure. I mean, who hasn't seen train spotting? Exactly. And that's what I was just going to say. There's a lot of stuff, too, there that is very much about what the Irish is going through in terms of, like, being taken over by the British mm. and stuff like that. There is a lot of that there, which I think, what, 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 for me at least, what I saw with his, like, you know, the consumerism that he sees around him and all mm. the stupid things that he's, like, talking shit about. You know, yeah. you know, it's about sort of that like something just coming in and taking over your land and what you are and trying to make you something else right yeah so but, but exactly that's... so yeah Ewan McGregor's character is always trying to rebel against those kind of things that right. people are trying to put on him but he's also running away from him because he can't handle it yeah he can't face them and it's because know? he doesn't know how to navigate through it and face it which unfortunately yeah. is just what you have to do yeah you can't run away from it you have to face it and navigate through it because mm-hmm. that's how you're gonna have to do everything that's how you get a job. That's how you do anything. You just have to deal with bullshit. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta go deal forward. with everyone's bullshit. Yeah, and even just to go, uh, you know, get a soda pop at the liquor store, you have to deal with bullshit. You gotta <laughs> just be able to deal with bullshit. And yeah. you know, again, I, I think there, there is, like you said, pe- so many people have talked about train spotting. Who have talked about it way more. And I think what's yeah. more interesting for me about this film, and I'll, this is, I'll do my final thoughts. Yeah, go for it. Is that 
it just went it just goes to show me which i'll get into more later when we're talking about the next film how much i was discrediting danny boyle as a director and how much i was sort of just going based off kind of newer things that i saw like trance and sort of the more kind of boring things i mean steve jobs is a good movie but it doesn't have any sort of stamp that says that's danny boyle Mm -hmm. um and there's just things like that and then uh yesterday that you know things things like that 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 sort of maybe like start to danny boyle started falling down the ladder but watching train spotting again and really seeing that it still has that spark of life and then he even does too i mean you know him even trying out these different things something like yesterday and the different things that he does i mean he did that film millions which is essentially a children's film mm. like a children's little like little heist thriller kind of thing yeah not a heister but a thriller mm-hmm. and uh it, it just it's it sort of i sort of wanted to beg on him about that but you know what i give ben wheatley credit for doing shit like that all the time i don't see why i can't give danny boyle the credit boyle danny boyle boy you, you <laughs> changed me with train spotting well when i was younger then i grew up thought i grew out of it but guess what I shrunk, I shrunk back into <laughs> I shrunk back, it. <laughs> I shrunk back into that tiny t-shirt that it got me back on the needle baby I found the vein thank you Danny Boyle and so I give train spotting I mean I would honestly give it a, a five a five five star review mm-hmm. uh, because I, I do really feel like it is a classic film it really is one of those films that is going to go down in history that everyone's going to know everyone's going to love forever and there's no way you can just dismiss it and i'm i was stupid for doing it i'm just saying this is my apology please accept this boil as my apology (laughs) yeah i mean i can't i'm glad i rewatched train spotting one because it was always one of those ones that it just i just was never on the same level as it i guess in and ones wasn't seeing it for what it was you know for sure and this time i really saw what it was for and i understand why why danny boyle was such a big thing in the late 90s you know and why he got to make a lot of, uh, you know, kept on making films, you know, because uh, train spotting is really exciting, and so so was so Shallow Grave, you know. Once it got into it, you know, and I feel like he kind of does both those movies and Train Spotting too, which we'll get into a little later. But I mean, yeah, I get, I'll give Train Spotting one, uh, Train Spotting one a four and a half. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that sounded funny, but but yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, it's just, just firing. It train <laughs> yeah. It's not Train Spotting one. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. It just it is firing on all cylinders and it's exciting filmmaking and there's a story behind it all. Like I really want to check out uh, Irving Welsh's novel now, you know. Oh, definitely. And see like the different, not see the differences, but uh, you know, there's probably just more text going on in in the book, obviously. But I mean, I think Danny Boyle did a pretty great job with with transporting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and now so that we don't have to keep saying, as we'll talk about later. Now we're at the later. Later's now. And we're talking about T2, Schwarzenegger, Cameron, <laughs> together again. No. Is that no. kid's name? I'm no. just kidding. Uh, Furlong. Furlong. Yeah. We, yeah. They've been making this joke for for, for, for too long. <laughs> for too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No. T2. Train Spotting 2. Mondo. You brought it. I mean, it's the oh, same cast. Yeah. The same kind of thing. Yeah. It's. I, mean, uh, you, I guess you can get into the summary of it. Yeah. Um, sorry. Let me get uh, into it real quick. But T2 was 2017 after 1996, and I remember kind of thinking, what do we need this for? What do we need to see yeah, this Yeah, whoever for? thought there would be a train spotting 2, and yeah. that it, the title would be T2 train spotting. It. it is based on the book, which is a sequel, but yeah, you know, called the, porno. it doesn't yeah. always mean that the books are good sequels just because it's a book. I don't know. I don't read. I only read scripts. Mm. <laughs> I'm a cinephile. Yeah. I don't know what a book is unless it's been optioned by a studio and it's made into a script. But I but, will tell you this. 
I, you know, what I'm saying is that I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was just sort of a weird thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, me and you, we we both had that vibe. We we're just like, what do we need? The, what do we need this for? Was it yeah. some cash grab? Because there's there's yeah. a whole transpiring universe out there. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and that it's kind of awesome that they got the cast back, all of them. You know, so oh yeah. So T two after 20 years abroad, Mark Renton returns to Scotland and re- reunites with his old friends, Sick Boy, Spud, and Begbie. Yeah, and that's and, and, just a taste of it. And Not everyone even... re- everyone returns. Yeah, and uh, but we have a, a newcomer, Angela Neyalokova. Yalokova? As Ver- Veronica. Yes, and uh, yeah, we just had to bring her up because she is an integral part of the film, but and she's also the only new member of the film. So yeah, uh, Mondo, uh, and uh, again, let me just say that the IMDb summaries are crap, and you're asking mm-hmm. why do we read them? Why would we? Why wouldn't we just use anything else? Well, guess what? IMDb owes us a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get that money back through a sponsorship. And so we're going to mm. use their summaries. <laughs> they use way. their user summary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. We just It's just fun, right? It's just fun to make yeah. fun of IMDb, yeah. you know? But you I, IMDb cool, all but, right? Yeah, Good we're going to get into it like so, so you understand what the fuck uh, IMD, IMDb means. So what? anyway, so <laughs> Train Spotting 2, what do we need this sequel for? What is going on with these guys? 20 years later? What, like, yeah, what okay. They should all be Ren, dead. Ren, I, that's what I thought. Ren, Renton left off with the money. He's gone. He he left. He got rid of his friends. He, he left but, Spud there to die. Yeah, left Spud to die. He gave him a few, some cash, but what was he going to do his with best, it? Left his best friend, Sick Boy. Sick Boy, yeah. Since they were, since they was eight years old. Playing uh, the old footy. And then, you know... I mean, he left Bagby, but who wouldn't? Yeah, everyone you need. He also left his family, his parents, which is another kind of a a shot to the heart in the sequel, in T2. Yeah, it is. When you see that the mom's died and the dad's still alive. And I I think that might be a tribute to that particular actress because she wasn't around. Mm. I don't know if that's, you know, uh, canon to the book. It might be. But But it was. I believe it might be that. I want to say it is because I feel like they would have probably brought her back or something. Yeah, definitely. But it was really cool. Not cool, but it was really sad. That was a nice shot to the heart. But yeah, I mean, this, I mean, we saw this movie, yeah, when it came out, obviously, and we were still kind of, we were a young 30. We weren't a man of a certain age 30, you know? So it's really weird that this movie hit so hard when we saw it because maybe we were just going through a lot of shit and well, we kind of understood. Yeah. I mean, what, it, it was that, yeah. It, it's, it's like sort of looking back and making those choices you made when you were 20 and what Renton made when he was 20, like he left. Old friend showing up, yeah. trying to get you back on drugs. Well, it's just, it's not even that. It's just. But it, I mean, like in terms of like, that's just like, I mean, in The physical thing, you know, like just, yeah. that's your old friends, you're showing up, but it's those problems still showing up, those ghosts like the, and that. you never it, took care of. Yeah. yeah and finally he does kind of in this weird way at the end where it is like it's like a haunted house you know and it's yeah. like a like a horror movie pretty much at the end where where that's where like he was using you know part of shallow grave too like uh, those influences you know like from his earlier work you know yeah he's very really much like so. he's really like bringing it all like full circle you know yeah and, he, like you i think you were i think that's what you when we talked about it after we saw it yeah. you were saying that how it does feel like he I mean, maybe I, you know, I haven't seen all his movies, mm-hmm. but I, I think I've seen his good ones at least. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm, that, that's a dumb thing to say. But uh, this might be his masterpiece because he is kind of working on all cylinders, yeah. and and he's doing it very well. Yeah, and he and he's going. Yeah, he well, he went back to the well, as they might say. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's a t- maybe a tie between this and the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they're just that's. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to revisit this, and I thought this transpiring to why why I would think it would be a good addition to the collection. It would just 
it's a great double feature. It's like they're both companion pieces to the one another. You don't need the first one. Obviously, you can watch it on its own on its own and enjoy it. But I really think as a sequel, it does what sequels do. You know, or what re- they should do, what yes. they need to do, which most sequels don't. It doesn't rehash everything. You know, like it does like a little bit. Like I mean, just obviously you have to pay nods to like you know certain things. Yeah. But it's it's growing. It and the characters are growing. You know, well maybe not some of them. They're in a different place. Like Bagby's character is kind of not that grown character. He's can't become more like he sort of he grows in his own way with his son and his family. Yeah, okay, that little yes, thing where he sort yeah. of decides to let his son go to college instead of try to make his son become a crook. So yeah. that was like kind of a little nice thing. That, and they yeah. didn't try to make him really a good guy still, but they mm. did show that he had that little growth. Yeah, you know you're right. I mean? Yes, yeah. you're definitely right. He wasn't stagnant. You know, that, that's why it's so good. Yeah. Because if he, I feel like if he was stagnant, if he didn't have that little moment that. It is believable because it doesn't change him completely. Yeah. He doesn't just become soft. He still can yeah. go kill everyone. Yeah, exactly. But, he, but, he's, he, trying, he, he but he's saying his goodbyes and he's, yeah. he's he realizes, facing his problems too. Yes, yeah. You know, where it's not just Ewan McGregor doing it. It's yeah. uh, it's all these characters doing it. You know, right. even Spud, a sick boy. You know, it's not just Ewan, it's not just Ewan McGregor's story. Yeah, and, and that's then, what makes a great sequel. Yeah. It's shit like that. Where you don't have to completely change one character, mm-hmm. but you can show that there might be some growth after all these years yeah. in them. Through like that, an action like that, but then shows that yeah, they might be still a fucking monster psychopath. Yeah, which yeah, yeah which uh, Bigby what is? Yeah, because again, he's he's starts off as the cousin. He's mm-hmm. eventually the, the uncle. Yeah, and it's like the <laughs> uncle he just is around, yeah. just caught talk, doing a bunch of stupid shit. <laughs> but you know, he still pats him the head and says, "I love you, Mijo," even after he tried to stab one of your friends at a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and uh, Johnny Lee Mil- Miller's character, Sick Boy. You see where he's at after this, like after uh, Renton left. You know, he's like stuck, just being like a degenerate still. Like he's, he's moved on from heroin. He's just doing coke now and stuff and stuff and like trying to run a business and scam people still and stuff yeah, like this. You yeah, know? it's still chasing that big score because yeah. they got that big score in the first one, but he didn't even get to reap the benefits. So he's still trying to get that yeah. the whole time. Like yeah, just trying he's to still find living some big that. Payday. Like he's stuck. He's like yeah. he's ground. It's pretty much Groundhog Day for him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and probably uh, and also probably well all of them almost you know because Spud is still strung out you know he's a, a drug addict still still stuck on heroin and he and it starts with him sort of kind of trying to kill himself you know yeah and and I, Renton saves him and he's upset that he saves him from which, that which is a really beautiful uh, visual that they do for yes. that scene when when he tries to uh, that was in kill the trailer himself. too it is when, in the trailer yeah when he when yeah. he's falling off the side of the building yeah and and. Uh, Renton Ewan McGregor slides under him and catches him. It's yes. it's it very much is a from the '90s kind of visual. Yeah, uh, that's sort of what they were doing back then. That kind of music video kind of visual yeah, is what, I, what yeah. I would call it. But yeah, which transpiring too kind of was a little bit, but it but, was way better. Like, but you but know. but again, it it, yeah. it it is that it has that hint of that, but it's still very cinematic. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it. It is from a music video. It still has that heart and that kick. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like those you know those uh, those sort of bad lyrics that you know are just getting straight to the point, but you still love them. Yeah. Yeah. You still just like like to you're just like ah that, that's too so on the nose. So sick of but... being tired and also tired of being sick. <laughs> yeah, there you go, something like that. that that's what I yeah. So that that's what I really loved about that scene. And um, I, I just want to say that it, it is crazy to me. It's not that crazy to me because it makes some sense. Fuck the academy. But I mean that this wasn't really recognized in any yeah at kind all. Of, right? Too much of an aspect, well, like even... especially because I, you were saying um, uh, Spud. Yeah. Owen Bremner. Bremner. Mm-hmm. 
He's fantastic in this. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is sort of like a, a, I would say, a tour de force of that mm-hmm. character, of this very physical and very uh, emotional. Mm-hmm. It, it, he puts it all, like all his like sweat and everything into yeah. this role, and and everyone's fantastic in this. But I feel like him again. He could have just been kind of a parody of the character from the first one. Whereas yeah. here, there's more of that weight. Like he feel the sadness in him, like that yeah, that weight of him. Even though he's it's there in the first one. Yeah. Here, I don't know. It just it's such a fantastic performance, and I, I really just wish that it was recognized. Well, of all the characters, so like in the first one, uh, Sick Boy, he's kind of like the cool guy. Like he can get off heroin whenever he wants. You know, he's gonna. He's do always whatever. better than everybody. You know, know, he's always gonna do like this thing. But it's like that cool kid from high school didn't grow up. And that's what he is in T2. You know, he's stuck. He's like, he can't get out of that. Yeah, he's still got his varsity jacket on. Yeah, exactly. He's like still kind of trying to tote it around. But you can just tell he's a loser. It's just staying a loser. You know, and and there's that whole thing in the first one where he's always, um, you know, quoting uh, or just always spouting out facts about um, James Bond, Sean Connery and stuff like that. Right, right. You know, and they don't, I'm kind of sad that they kind of didn't, do that with this one too like where well, he was saying i i think uh that it's funny that you bring that up because um i think we sort of talked about it last time uh when we after when we after we watched it i mean yeah i, I want to say that they didn't do it because he was just yeah that before that he can get away with just doing shit like that and yeah. that makes you seem clever right yeah when you're and young cool and, you and like yeah, yeah. Like and here's like kind of quirkiness but this cool like yeah, people were probably just over it at this point yeah like, there's no way he know like he knows he couldn't get away with just being some fucking quirky oh i know those you james bond facts while i'm doing drugs people are just yeah. like shut up man yeah. like give me the drugs like you know yeah. this isn't the but 90s. yeah and obviously now he's just tired you know and he's yeah. been doing this for Absolutely. way too long johnny lee miller in real life is tired <laughs> he's tired <laughs> of playing sherlock holmes he's a great actor put him in some good stuff yeah. that's what i'm saying he's tired of playing yeah. shitty roles yeah. and not to say that he's bad in them he just you know he's always on tv and all these certain, yeah. certain things but he's a great actor he's a great actor in this and even in the first one i'm surprised ewan mcgregor was the only one who kind of got picked out of all that yeah, and trying really, to blown up. Yeah. They, they, I feel like all four of them are really fantastic. I mean, I, even um, uh, Tommy, Kevin McKidd, I think gets gets uh, a lot more work than they. Than oh, all really? Of them. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying that. But <laughs> Kelly McDonald's fantastic too. Yeah. And this is, it was nice to see her show up. Yeah, and was that, nice that for... was another thing too. Is like her character. Like I wanted to see more of her character because in the first one they kind of just she's there for a little bit and like you think maybe they'll do something with her. But she just kind of gets tossed aside. Well, I mean, that's and then sort she of, gets tossed aside in this one. And that, and and I think that's more of a uh, a look at Renton's character than anything else. Mm-hmm. Is that he only just wants a user for when he needs her for something. Yeah, that's and true. And then there's nothing really there for him unless it's that. You know, mm-hmm. even when she tells him, you know, when he's walking out of the office and she's like, "Hey, she's too young for you," and he just, you know, he just gives her this look. You know, mm-hmm. but and I know it's sort of like a joke and like a little inside joke and a little yeah. jab, but still, like he doesn't. You know that he knows what she's saying is right, and he knows that he's, and he's still an, not listening. And he's, yeah. and he's yeah. and he's an adult now. Yeah, and and he doesn't know. You know what I mean? He doesn't know how much a lawyer costs a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just like a, he's still an idiot. And she yeah. was a little kid when he yeah. first met her. She was definitely way smarter. At, yeah, the, the first time and this time, obviously. Yeah, and I, and I think that that what was sort of cool about. That's yeah. why I really like seeing the little quick snippet of yeah. her and it not going too much into her because. It made sense for him to just sort of brush her off like that because mm-hmm. he had a new little younger girl to yeah to, fling to yeah. jump to where yeah because like you said he's not a good guy yeah. he's just not like, yeah you know, obviously he, he, t- he stole the money from his friends and now he's coming back to yeah. like 
I don't even really, you know. Well, well because what we think. Well, because he's running away from his yeah, problems that he started. You find, you find out that he's he, getting divorced and yeah. stuff like he doesn't have a kid or anything like this. He d- hasn't started. He a just family. made up a happy life. Yeah, and he's running away from that now. Oh, and he, and he has like a heart disease or something, right? And he's also he? sick. He's also like, they, they, but he's not dying right away. Remember, mm-hmm. they tell he's like, oh, they yeah. they're giving you like we don't know how long, maybe this many years. And he's like, what? Just tell me three yeah. weeks. If you told me three oh, weeks, yes, I could yes, like yes, yes, I'd be yes. down for that, but now I have to wait all this fucking time. Yeah, yeah. I'd be ready to go. You know? Yeah, but. Then he, so yes, so he realizes he kind of has to go back and see what the mess he's made and kind of sort of deal with it, sort of kind of clean it up, you know. Like yeah. I don't know if he necessarily wants to, but he kind of ends up doing that in the which process. We, which you know? we all have to do, people. You know, if you got to look inside yourself, you got to go back and you got to yeah. clean it all up because yeah. that's what we're here. This is not the Criterion Cold podcast. This is the uh, Criterion Therapist podcast, yeah. and we're trying to make sure that you guys know that. You got to go to your past and you got to clean it up. Because that's what he does. Yeah, he cleans it up. And that's that's maybe why the reason why when we saw it, it made sense to me. You know? Yes, because we're I sort of both... I need to clean some shit up. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're both sort of on this, especially with watching these movies. Mm-hmm. And especially since doing this podcast, I feel like we both have very much uh, matured in a lot of ways in terms of the way that we watch films yeah exactly and in the way that we view the themes of those films and the way that we know that they're sort of relating to our life in a way that we sort of uh should apply more we never so, well maybe because we, we never, never before. could before you know? we never or, yeah okay. and then we, we we just go we've gone through things now and we really right. hadn't gone anything we're just making we're just those dumb young kids making stupid mistakes and you know For sure. parting too much and doing whatever the fuck you know yeah and and i guess in that, that's probably why t2 felt more relevant to me yeah watching it because it was like oh yeah i'd like the more of the story of someone actually facing their problems and, mm-hmm. and sort of going through that and still dancing and still, pop and then also still not really winning i mean he didn't he doesn't end up with any money he's still the yeah. same guy he's literally back at his parents but house he has a little piece you know? but he has that sense of, of like now he can really move on yeah he doesn't have to move somewhere mm-hmm. he can just move on yeah he can stay there, and he's with his friend Sick Boy at the end, you know? Right, which I think, yeah, that, that's another thing. It's like a lot of movies want to show you that moving on means what the beginning of uh, fucking train spotting, uh, T2 shows you. Mm-hmm. He, he's Now he's got long hair, he's running in this nice yeah. fancy like gym, and he's got cool clothes, and but he's he different. Trips. So that, that means he's grown, but that's yeah. not like a real world thing. Yeah, that's that the means, Instagram. Movie. Yeah, that, the, that's not the, real. Like growing means that you, yeah, you faced your problems, you dealt with things, you you did something, and you know you can't physically see that, you can't yeah. uh, show that somewhere. You know what I mean? You can't. It doesn't mean necessarily you know uh, paying for a house or, or something. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean you grew. You grew. Yeah, growing means how you handle situations, how you deal with things like that, and that's why. Yeah, in T one, you're right. There was really none of that. Yeah, and yeah. So this one, yeah. So instead of running away from it and running and tripping and falling and realizing, oh, and he gets himself back up and goes back home, you know, to Ireland and visits his parents and his, well, his dad, when his mom passed away, and you realize he hasn't seen his fucking parents in twenty years, you know, and yeah. and he's sad about that that he can't like you know make amends with his mom, or but he, I mean. It, there is that silver lining because he, his dad embraces him, you know, and stuff right. like that. And they can kind of finally feel like one another. And he goes back to his old room and, you know, like, yeah. And there's that part where he, when he first goes in the room and he's going to he puts on he's going to put on the record, you know, it's going to be that Lust for Life Iggy Pop song. And he just can't he can't face it yet. You know, it, like it's just a scratch. I can't face it. Either. <laughs> Iggy Pop. It's hard to face. Hey, Lust for Life. I this, don't know. This if, if Danny Boyle did anything, he brought back Iggy Pop back to life. <laughs> I mean, Iggy Pop's fine, you know, whatever. But 
I, I Lust for Life. I don't know about that song. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're but, right. Yeah. But that that scene you know, is really great. And then yeah, it's yeah, it's just a great visual and stuff like that. It's just like ah, oh, you can't. You, it's just like where yeah, we're now. I'm sure. Like I can't think of a song now, but there, I'm sure if there's a song from back in the day, I put on and just I could not fucking listen to. Right, it, because you know? it reminds it's you just of reminds like, me all this just mostly the bullshit. bad stuff. Yeah, just bad bullshit. You yeah, know, like for sure. And where I don't, where I don't need a face me. I, I certainly get you. And that's the thing you know? that those that's the kind of music I listen to when I'm drunk. So that's the bad. I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, this is not reminding me of anything good. Let's yeah. listen to the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find another track on this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That, that's definitely a, that was really a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Where again, that, that is another thing that's sort of on the nose a bit because it is that song. That song so popular, and it's sort of been. It's sort of like a parody. They at this revived point. that song. That's but, but I'm too, saying, but, but I'm saying, like it, it's sort of like a, a parody at this mm-hmm. point, in a way, in a way, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in a way. And so for them to do that and it be on the nose, it's sort of a different director might have done it stupid and Mm -hmm. it could have come off as a parody. But that's what I'm saying. It's done so well in this film. And that's why I was so surprised. But Mondo, we watched this on a Mm Blu-ray that you have. Oh, yeah. So one of the things we like to talk about here and why it belongs in the cold, not just just because it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean... That's, we want, that's we, we the, need to, well, well that's the main part obviously but right but criterion also does some physical, other things I don't know, what is there i don't even know if there's anything on the blu-ray besides like a behind the scenes well you own it <laughs> well i don't want to look at it but but i mean okay the 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 cover <laughs> is awful it's just okay, their faces that, that, their cover is awful that's absolutely you know, true and it's just them older trying to do the old poses from the first one. Yeah, and just, just trying not... to do those faces, like those 90s yeah. posters, you know, whatever. Doing the like, old uh, British like flip-off. Giving the, the old snarl, you know, like, hey, like, hey, yeah. anarchy in the UK kind of shit. Yeah. But, in Ireland, but, but you know, like, I would love for uh, Irving Welsh, he comes back in the film, like, they revisit his character in T2. Yeah. But him to talk about it, kind of like a retrospective on just, like, on train spotting in general, you know, like yeah. that just so for them to talk about Danny Boyle, how like it made his, I don't know, well, not made his career, but it really put I him mean, on, it, did. it, it really, really did. put him on the map, you know, like, I would say it made his yeah, career. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, we're, I'm not an expert. We're yeah, not experts, but I don't want to overset from, my boundaries. Anymore. No, but from what we're, from what we can see yeah. and from what yes. I think a lot of people can agree, it probably made his career. Shallow yeah, Grave did. is what got him to be like, Oh shit, this guy knows yes. kind of how to do stuff. They put and him then, on the map. I feel yeah. like train spotting was literally when they were like, Oh man, like we gotta get, we gotta start importing people from Ireland. We can say Scotland? it. it yeah, it, we can say though it made Ewan McGregor's career for sure. Definitely. You know, this is like after this he does fucking and Star Pop's Wars. Career. <laughs> <laughs> after this he does Star Wars for yeah, Christ's mm-hmm. sakes. Yeah, and and one of the things too is I think Johnny Lee Miller was the more popular actor at the time in when Train Spotting One came out, right? I I'm not sure. I, I don't really know any because mu- I feel much like I, more of his stuff besides what he was doing like now, like yeah. later on after his career. Because so. I felt like I had seen Hack- Hackers came out before that, and oh, that's that right. was he's, hack- he's the Hackers guy. So, I always forget that. And that's one of my sorry. That's one of my favorite movies. Like, yeah, no, it's that, just one that, of those like. Oh, okay, okay. Was so, so how you're saying Hackers was before Train Spotting? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So that's ah. why I'm saying Johnny Lee Miller. So he he was already deported over here. He already yeah. got deported. From, so that's why like ah. that's is probably one of the reasons why deported. I wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, he was already transported. Trans- yeah, yeah, he already kind of got that. Yeah, that, America saw him and grabbed yes, him over. Okay. Exactly. All you right. know, so they like you know, which like, makes sense. They might have come out like. Kind of the same time, maybe. maybe yeah, maybe. Same. It makes sense, though. Johnny Lee, Mil- Johnny Lee Miller is cool. Yeah, he's he cool was a guy. cool guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's zero cool, for Christ's sakes. There you go. <laughs> God damn. But anyway, I mean, like, so that's that's one of the reasons why I liked, I wanted to see Train Spotting now that I'm realizing, is because fucking hackers of Johnny Lee Miller, because he was the cool guy, you know, like. For sure. Obviously. And, but, uh, so Train Spotting 2, like, 
it's just like i mean they just don't make sequels this fucking good everything is always just a rehash or re like or just like up the ante like as the fast and the furious movies do right as uh what else like the bad hangover boys. movies bad, bad boys, boys three well bad boys three well, bad boys bad boys two was good but bad boys yeah, two that's three. what i'm saying bad boys three yeah they, they sort know, of just up the ante they, they had the a little, weapon movie they had like a little spark of maybe yeah. a story that they could show the characters yeah. grow, but they never do but here yes you're right but yes but like we've but me and jordan have talked about sequels before it's bill and ted's uh bogus, bogus journey is an amazing sequel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you idiots, is a fucking great movie. Look, I know it's a Marvel film and everyone's going to complain about that, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is literally a great example of showing characters grow from a first yeah. film, especially a first film that everyone loved yeah. in a certain way, and changing it up because the characters have to change. Yeah. And, and everyone hated change, it. And they grew. But everyone's stupid because they don't. They want it to be the same. Because that movie, it yeah. shows them It shows like them working together as they did in the first movie. Which very much feels the same thing in Bogus Journey. Yes. It, it feels like characters growing into something else as opposed yeah. to just... Yeah, it is sort of bigger and different, uh, um, it, yeah. but, but it's not... It's literally two characters going through something really crazy, but <laughs> like growing from it. Yeah. As opposed to just having to go back in time and do a school report, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, what? There's another. Oh yeah, Empire Strikes Back. You know? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. You know, those, I mean, there's a bunch. There's yeah, a, but yeah, those are like the. But the these main, are like you know, the, the Train so Spotting Two is just up there with those like real definitely. sequels, not just a rehash, not just going back to the well because they need to a cash grab kind of thing, you know. Right. Like nobody saw Train Spotting Two. Like I mean, people. I mean. You know, pretty much like it was it, but it was it shouldn't it should have got been a no hit. like Again, it got yeah it got no praise like I feel like maybe a little bit like you know like one of those trailers where it just shows the the no, reviews you know but it got praise from people who know what they're talking about yeah you hear that <laughs> but yeah I mean Trainspotting like it it just I don't think it can be ignored and and Criterion should definitely look back and go back like and try to get the fucking rights to release at least one of these films again you know well you know i, I will say it, it is a great idea because it would be fantastic if just out of nowhere you just see they have this box set ready for you boom yeah. they got train spotting and t2 yeah. ready to go because again you're right it would be great to see better artwork um i don't know about our listeners here but it's just hard for me to buy a blu-ray nowadays because most of the artwork is so trash promising young woman and so i yeah which is a great movie but the, the artwork on it is just so trash it's the, the like, cover is so trash I, I have to wait for special editions and that's know, why it's like i that have to thing. will them into existence with a podcast so i could <laughs> yes. pay money i'll give money the criteria and just put out the movies i'm saying it's like you know so on these streaming services some of them don't have like the cool like even the just the good movie poster i would say right yeah, where no. they just use these like generic like shitty close-up stills yeah where yeah. they're just like oh like maybe they got the artwork dvd artwork mixed up with the streaming service artwork you know that's what uh, promising young woman feels like you i know? mean that that could, where it that just is feels abs- like that's probably possible it's just like yeah. lazy like so late it's, it's a unbelievably font, like, lazy there, there was for instance enemy the the neve villeneuve film with jake yeah, gyllenhaal jake, yeah they had a blu-ray out forever that i just could not stand the cover until mm-hmm. i finally found a cover of this really cool poster that someone did and so someone was yeah. able to like this really cool artwork i mean of yeah. the poster that they did and I, I bought that one off of amazon i believe mm-hmm. it was on okay but yeah you you couldn't really get it anywhere mm-hmm. it just every cover was just so trash so yes well my point is <laughs> that uh, the train t2 i haven't bought it yet because that cover's trash yeah there's no reason to buy it it's know? trash and i would yet <laughs> i would love to see it in this collection because it would be great to see a uh, retrospective like you said it would be nice to get them all together 
for something where it's they talk about one and two mm-hmm. they talk about the legacy of it because again yeah. where's it where's the t-heads out there yeah where are the train spotters out there you know there's exactly, all these fucking yeah. mcu universes what about the train spotting universe yes. we're we're out there we want to see where spud goes next yeah. we want to know what happens and yeah and where, where, thing, where's well, train spot con well that that's exactly too and criterion likes to shine a light on films that haven't gotten those light really shined on them and the and t2 is definitely i feel definitely one of those movies and sequels to to bring f- to the forefront look you know? usually and again before this watch usually i would be like well you're bringing danny boyle i don't know man what what do you want what do you want what 20 127 hours come on <laughs> that's how long it's gonna take for me to finish that film what what are you bringing uh, uh slum dog millionaire <laughs> but okay. but but again i, I don't I, now watching doing this rewatch I have a more of appreciation for this director mm-hmm. and I have more yeah, appreciation for this film and I've I just love this film and you knew it and you knew I was going to live it because it obviously <laughs> yeah. isn't as a collection I believe it should belong it belongs in the cult and it belongs in the collection and it's a good thing we're doing this episode because I do want to shine more of a light on it yeah and I, I want to just let people know that yeah it, it's I was skeptical too I said why do I need a train spotting too yeah. I don't need to see these guys older what the fuck does that matter to me mm-hmm. I don't care but after I walked walked out of the movie theater watching it I was like this is a fantastic movie we're probably not going to take time to review it on our YouTube <laughs> channel but which we should have it's a good we thing didn't. we saw it for that yeah. because I would have never saw it otherwise yeah right or at I, least not yeah. until it was able to stream somewhere or something you know what yeah. I mean uh, I wouldn't probably rush out to see it it, but I, you know, it did get a lot of reviews, mm-hmm. so I, it just wasn't seen by people who yeah. I think, if they really, really loved the first one, I really can't imagine why they wouldn't love the second one. Yeah, and just... I tried to spread the love for it when I saw it, mm-hmm. but uh, I think a lot of people were just a little hesitant because again, it it does feel like it's like one of those like why are they doing this? Do yeah. they really think they're gonna make it? Well, like, it does feel like cash grab because they got all these, they got everyone back, and you kind of I felt like. But it you makes sense because it was a, it was a good story. Yeah. So it yeah, exactly. Sense, yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah, it was a story that needed to be told. You know, not needed to be. That's some stupid script writing bullshit. Like, <laughs> but but needed to be in the but, context but of the worked. story. Yeah, it worked for. Like, yes, because it wasn't of the way just, that the first one ends. Mm-hmm. You're right. The yeah. fact when needed to be told. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You know. And he faces a problem, and he faces his problems, and you know he he chose life finally. You know, which he had been contemplating in the first one. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. So well, it's in. Yeah, you got it yeah. in. It's in like heroin. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully Criterion can get both of these things out yeah. pretty soon. Because again, Transpotting 1 is on Laserdisc. So you, unfortunately, you can't yeah. really get anything on it. And doesn't even really have a cool cover on the Laserdisc. The Laserdisc, they weren't really, really worried about that stuff yeah, at it, first. Well, yeah. It's sort of just the generic covers that they would have on well, the, the Laserdisc. Well, the po- like the movie poster. Yeah, the movie much, poster. You know? So yeah, it would be nice to see more, something a little, you know, from some artist or something. Yeah. And then again, it's just, for me, what I really love about those physical releases from Criterion is the essays that are inside yes, the booklets. Really also, they're online now. You can go to CriterionCollection.com and read the essays for a lot of the, the oh yeah yeah they the are on the, the website yes. yeah they're on the website but mm-hmm. but it's just it's really cool to me to just take a shit open up one of the criterion <laughs> i'm serious we'll open up one of these covers and know that i'm gonna be there for a while because i'm constipated <laughs> i get you know i get fucking uh tree of life get this man I, some hair I, I, I read about shit. i read about tree of life uh they have a great book you know they just have great essays and that's what i that's really what excites me when i see a film coming out on criterion because i'm like damn 
I want to read what other people have to say about this. Yeah, these real, these real film scholars or right. people who like, yeah, and, and a lot movie. of times it, it's a very different perspective than what you usually read about these films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm trying to get into. That's what you know. That's yeah. what I love about it. So T two T one. Uh, none of this James Cameron bullshit. None of this fucking Schwarzenegger from the future bullshit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about heroin. Let's let's get let's see if Schwarzenegger can try some fucking heroin. <laughs> I bet he can't. Furlong did. <laughs> we saw what happened to him. But that's a whole other. <laughs> he got shot in T five. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. He's got that uh, coke blow. It's fine. Furlong, we still love you. We hope you're doing good. Uh, yeah. Please call us, Mondo. Where can we find you? Oh, actually, you know what? Let me let me tell you where you can find me first. Okay. At Young Jane Fonda at Instagram. Uh, you can also find the Cult at Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Look for us on Twitter at Criterion Cult Podcast. The full word. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Right? Yeah. Is that what we're on? Is that uh, what we're on? Yeah. Are they paying for that? <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, Pod Bean. Oh, <laughs> uh, and Pod Bean. And yeah, so um, again, ones. the vote is the vote, the is, vote that is it's in. Criterion, uh, let's see some train spottings. Yeah, and they're going to let us know. And we'll let you know when they let us know yeah. that it's in. Mondo, Maybe, where can we find okay. you? We're recording. I have a weird feeling. What's what's today? Oh, no. Okay. So we're going to release. We'll see if they release this and if they announce this in on May 15th, maybe. You, I have a weird feeling. Oh, really? I'm huh? calling it out like the babe. You, you got that heroin tingle. <laughs> you smell something, huh? All right. But okay. anyway, but anyway, you can find me at save underscore mondo. Let's see if I, you know, made a good prediction. Yeah, no, I. But let's see. Let's see. I have a good feeling about this. I don't know why. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Choose life. Join the cult. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah.